This episode of Topics was sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, which is, oh boy. I mean, it really makes the brain spin, doesn't it, uh, Michael? Well, those Cards Against Humanity folks are always... Uh, well, they're pushing the envelope, they're aren't pushing they? pushing the mean, envelope. Uh, which I guess is a good thing to do if you're a card company. <laughs> Indeed. I li- that's right. That's right. Uh, okay. So, all right. Well, enjoy the show. It's Topics, the podcast where two comedians discuss serious topics in a serious way. Although, if something funny happens, that's okay too. I'm Michael Ian Black, joined as always by Michael Showalter. Hi, Michael. Oh, hey, Mike. It's good to be here. And just to reiterate, if uh, we are we are comedians, and uh, that is our trade, uh, and you know, you and I both with this podcast are trying to explore different sides of ourselves. Um, but as you said, if something funny happens, that's okay. We're not going to edit that out. We're not going to censor that. Um, you know, we have a rule on the show, which is, uh, that there are no rules, which of course is a little bit tongue in cheek, but, um, that rule really is, exists to protect the, uh, if something funny happens, uh, a concept, which is, which is that, um, we're really not, we're not trying to, you know, be the most this like serious, uh, you know, high and mighty, you know, podcast. Now, believe me, I mean, you know, you and I, uh, in this podcast, I, I think explore some pretty deep and rich, uh, ideas, um, but but we're not setting ourselves up on in some ivory tower and saying what we have to say is the be all end all. No, of course, of no, course not. No, of and course not. and I agree with you. It's the the top the, the the ideas that we're looking at are are deep. They're rich. Um, I feel like if if our show was a type of soup, it would be a heavy cream soup. Yes. Um, it wouldn't be a water-based soup. Um, it would be, you know, a, it would be a bisque, a bisque, a chowder. Yes. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, um, what's the, it has leeks in it. Um, a vichyssoise. A vichyssoise. Yes. Well, the thing about the soups that you're describing, and it's such an apt metaphor, is that there's so much that you can't see below the surface in those soups. That's what I that's exactly what I was with a clear broth soup. You can see everything right down to the bottom of the bowl. And that's a delicious soup. I was going to say this is to take nothing away from the clear broth soup because because that's not we're not trying to say there's anything wrong with a a chicken soup or I mean, any of the broth based soups. No, I, I, many times that's the soup I want. Mm-hmm. I, I want to mm-hmm. know right from the get-go mm-hmm. exactly what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. Uh, yes. Like you, you can, can see it. You can smell it. You can poke it around. You can taste it. It's wonderful. I mean, it's a delight for the senses. Mm-hmm. But in the case of this podcast, what happens mm-hmm. is we take a spoonful right off the surface and we examine that. And then we take a deeper spoonful and a deeper spoonful until we get all the way to the bottom of the bowl. And each spoonful reveals another surprise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying that like if it's a if it's the more water brothy soup. 
Yes. That you can literally actually see the ingredients. If there's a carrot in there, you can see it. It's right there yes. in front of you. If there's a carrot in the cream-based soup, you don't you may know. Not know. Well, you know it's something, but you don't know exactly what it is. It could be a carrot. It could be turnip. It could be a parsnip. <laughs> it could be an old boot that you're fishing out of there. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not an old boot. I mean, let's be honest. But, but uh, yeah, you never know. You, you never know. know. That's uh, the point. You, you never you, know. You've, you've obviously, uh, you obviously haven't had the uh, the uh, Yankee bean soup at my local uh, <laughs> diner. <laughs> I don't uh, think I want to well, after it, that description. Well, it tastes good, but I, I tell you, sometimes I wonder what they're putting in that thing. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but what, you know, all of this, you know, speaks to exactly what you just said at the top of the program today, which is, uh, you know, if something funny happens, something funny happens, uh, there's no rules. Mm -hmm. What we try to do in each episode is discuss 80% of any given topic and we leave it to the study groups Mm -hmm. to fill in the blanks. And a study group of course is defined as any, uh, any collection of one or two or more people who, who gather to discuss the episode. And, and we've got some just tremendous work going on all across the globe. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't think when we started this that it would become this kind of global intellectual mm-hmm. enterprise. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if there's anything I'm proud of regarding this podcast, it's that. And, and, and I think that, I mean, you know, say what you will about um, the Internet and the proliferation of the social media and, and the way in which we're we're now glued to our devices and um, but I do think that the study groups is something that shows how social media um, and the internet can really connect us and yes. and it and it doesn't have to be um, this well, it doesn't it doesn't have to be short attention span theater that's right that's right. It, it can be a gateway to uh, a kind of prolonged and thoughtful discussion. That's look, right. I look at social media, I, I, I look at it as having two real high points. First, the uh, Arab Spring. Mm-hmm. And second is topics. Mm-hmm. Um, just these two totally disparate events, but they show how the power of connectivity mm-hmm. can bring people together and mm-hmm. and and ultimately look we're 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 talking about some stuff here mm-hmm. but in a deeper sense we're bringing people together mm-hmm. and i think connectivity is such a is such a a, a good word um that explains in so many ways just a lot of what we're trying to accomplish here, which is we're trying to connect ideas. We're trying to connect um, disparate um, philosophies and uh, ways of thinking, and we're trying to synthesize all of those into, um, well, I'm going to say it again, into, a, as you said, a chunky stew. Yes. And um, that chunky stew um, ends up becoming the transcript of the show. And I'm really proud of it. And I'm really proud of all the work that the t- uh, study groups are doing, just as you said. And every week we get new memberships and new people signing up and new people um, buying the merchandise and and spreading the word. So it's great. It's great. And, um, you know, a shout out to one of our study groups who are stranded this week mm-hmm. up in Buffalo, New York. Um, where they have been experiencing just record setting snowfall. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm talking about uh, the Buffalo William group, I guess a play on the Buffalo Bills, Mm -hmm. um, headed by a guy named William DeVry, Mm -hmm. who started a study group in Buffalo, uh, I guess about eight months ago. He has about six or seven people, I think, um, who are regular attendees, and then another 10 or 12 who kind of rotate in and around the study group. And they've been doing very, very, very good work, particularly in the areas of uh, does God exist, which is one mm-hmm. of our original, original mm-hmm. um, uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, their theory is that they do think he exists on some level, um, but can't be have not been able to pin down um, any, they haven't been able to attribute to God any specific shape or gender. Yes. Um, But um, from what I've seen of the work that they're doing on this topic, it looks to me like they've said God uh, can take the shape, can take any shape and doesn't even have to take any shape at all, but God could even just be um, the sound of of uh, sounds and whether it's the sound of a child's laughter or the sound of wind blowing through a wind chime, um, they're doing some really interesting um, postulating over there. And um, it's really fascinating stuff. And if you want to go check out um, their website, you can read more about what they're thinking about. Well, the one thing that struck me about what they're doing and one of the one of the things that really hit home with me was they said very specifically that they, as a group, do not believe that God is an old white guy right, right. sitting sitting up there on a throne, and that right. was a powerful image for yes. me, and one that one that echoes my own beliefs uh, yes. about it. Although I think they articulated it in in a, in a very thoughtful, concise way. Well, we all have you know we all have the image of the the famous Picasso um, ceiling painting that he did of of, yes. of God. Touching um, another guy, another guy's finger, and yeah. I think we all have that painting in our brain, etched in our brain, and we think uh, that that image, I think, has has uh, really um, uh, compelled us uh, for centuries, um, as that's what he looks like. Right. And I think only recently have we started to 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 challenge that and say, he, maybe it's not he, maybe it's her, maybe it's it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm really, really excited about the stuff that DeVry, DeVry and his gang are doing. And, and um, I should mention um, uh, before we, you know, before we make, we don't want to make light of it. He, they were actually um, on a field trip to yes. uh, Niagara Falls on the Canada side of Niagara Falls and got stuck. Well, um, they, were stu- they were stuck on the New York uh, Thruway. Mm-hmm. In in Williams, I don't know what kind of car he has. Was it, it didn't look, it didn't so, look like a very warm car. So, wait, so are they on two eighty seven? I, I don't know what the highway is there, but 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 yeah, maybe two eighty seven sounds right. I mean, that's that sounds like a highway. So let's say it's two eighty seven. Um, and but 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 uh, here's that word again: social media through social media through the internet. They are actually conducting their study group from inside of uh, the van. The, the right. multi-passenger van that they have, um, I think they had, you know, some some snacks and some supplies with them and they were actually able to say, hey, we're we're stuck in this multi-passenger van on the New York State Thruway, Route 87, 287. Let's have our study group here. Well, what they did is. And we hear we hear this expression a lot, but. 
I think they really took it to another level. They made the best of, of a, a bad, bad situation. situation. Yes, yes. Because there they were uh, in whiteout conditions mm-hmm. um, with, you know, I think about half a tank of gas, mm-hmm. uh, the heater running, the snow coming down, the roads mm-hmm. impassable, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe a couple bags of chips and some uh, some frescas between them. And they said we could either uh, get into a foul mood about this and start to panic and start to worry that we're going to die out here. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. we could actually continue the work that we were doing um, when we left and the work that we intended mm-hmm. to do when we got to our destination mm-hmm. and actually conduct our study group. Now, not only yeah. will it feed our brains and keep our brains warm, the, the, the conversation hopefully will keep our, our bodies warm too, mm-hmm. because of the ex- exhalation of warm air. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I think it worked. I mean, yeah. they, were there for, they were there for three days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, thank God I wasn't there because I would have been, you know, nonstop talking about we're going to die in the Donner party. Of course, the, yes. uh, the uh, ill-fated uh, oh, the Donner uh, the Donner expedition on the on you know climbing Mount Everest and they, they ended up uh, eating each other. They ended, ended up eating, eating each other. Yeah. Eating. Um, well, they were starving to death and they were cold. And to stay alive, they uh, they cannibalized each other. And and God, thank God that didn't happen uh, with B- uh, Billy DeBry and his study group because that no, would have been. I, a I, huge I think change. they escaped with very minor injuries. Um, some bruising and some lacerations and I think a broken arm and, and thankfully it wasn't worse than that. Um, but they, they, after three days, they did get out and uh, they're back in Buffalo right now dealing with the, this record setting snowfall. And, I, I, uh, I knew about the bruising. I didn't know about the lacerations. What, what do you, did you get any specifics on that? Yes. Uh, so there is a woman in the group named Carly and she and her, well, I don't want to say current because I don't know if that's the case. She and a boyfriend, uh, perhaps not current anymore, got into a little bit of a, uh, scrap. Wow. Uh, and it turned physical and, uh, she suffered a laceration and he suffered a broken arm. Wow. Um, she broke his arm. Wow. My understanding and my understanding was that it was panic induced. She, or he, I, I apologize. And I don't want to say his name, uh, said, uh, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. And this is in whiteout conditions. She tried to stop him. Um, he scratched her, which is the laceration. He opened the door, uh, and this is in whiteout conditions to, and he was just going to run, you know, and try mm-hmm. to make it home. He's mm-hmm. he's 80 miles away from Buffalo. Right. And I mean, uh, as, as, as anyone knows, when in whiteout conditions, you can't see in any direction. You it's don't just, know where you, you didn't know where he was. And I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know what his mental, st- I don't know where mm-hmm. this mental state came from, but when he opened the door, William and a couple other guys quickly slammed it shut and they got his arm and, uh, and broke it. His arm got wow. broken right there in the door. Wow. Um, and apparently he didn't feel a thing because he was so kind of out of his, out of his, uh, his, his proper mental state. And then wow. they can, and then, but here's, here's the point. Then they continued the conversation. conversation. So that was such an inspiring tale. That is um, inspiring. Yeah. But I mean, look, uh, you talk about whiteout conditions. I mean, they've got, uh, this is the, the largest, uh, snowfall they've had up there, um, in, uh, in since 1977, since the great blizzard of 1977, which we all well we, we talk about 
All the time. All the time. And, you know, up in uh, Lackawanna County over there, they've got uh, almost six feet of snow. Well, in some so, places, uh, seven feet of snow, I that's think. That's right. That's and, right. And, uh, you know, well, well, I mean, this, this segues perfectly into today's topic, snowfall, a.k.a. snow. And what we're talking about specifically in the case of Buffalo and Lackawanna County is lake effect snow. And Michael, why don't you explain lake effect snow to the listeners? Well, lake effect snow obviously is is snow. I mean, it yes. starts as just being snow and then the lake affects it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that um, when it's colder, um, the uh, the moisture uh, uh uh, interacts with the warmer lake water and it provides uh, water vapor, which freezes. And this is so boring. Why do you, why the people well, don't be, want to hear it, about it, this? Because, because people wonder, they say, well, what, why does Buffalo of all places get so much snow? And you hear this term from the weatherman, uh, my, uh, uh, local weatherman Stokey Thunders, and you know I hear this term from Stokey all the time: lake effects, no lake mm-hmm. effects, no. Mm-hmm. And of course, I know what it is, but yeah. but it occurred to me that many of our listeners might not. Yeah. So you were, what were you saying? So there's warm. The lake water is um, is uh, warmer, and uh-huh. then and then it that interacts with the water vapor, which freezes, and then is dis- deposited on um, the shore. And then, um, and then, um, it creates these huge snow belts, they're called. Mm. And, um, so like it can create a blizzard like feeling because, um, you've got so much water condensation, you've got the lake, you know, it's not just what's coming through the sky, but you've also got the lakes too. So it's a really interesting thing. Mm. No, it's one of those it's one of those meteorological conditions that really, I think, causes people to scratch their heads and go, what the heck is going on mm-hmm, here? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you can be, uh, you know, three miles inland from the lake and you got seven feet of snow and you can be four miles out from the lake and you got maybe, you know, six inches, eight inches exactly. of snow. And I guess exactly. that's what you're talking about with that exactly. snow belt. And there's that word again, belt. Belt. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they because they 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 got belted up there. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, did they get a? You know, my uh, before he he died. You know, uh, rest in peace. My grandpappy, when we misbehaved, mm-hmm. used to used to use. We got the belt. We used to take his belt, uh, and believe me, in those days they were all leather belts. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't they weren't these space age polymer belts that right. we have now. And he would give us a real belting, right. and so I so that's what I equate right. with that word belt. belt. And there it is again. Mm-hmm. That word, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a real painful sensation, and they're feeling. Yeah. Oh boy, they're feeling the the pain up there in Lackawanna County. I mm-hmm. tell you what, boy. Um, but I'll bet you had a few lacerations on your buttocks and your thighs, and mm-hmm. obviously this is no uh, laughing matter. We have uh, we also hear about uh, you know big news story about a professional football player who uh, you talk about your pappy in his belt, but who. Uh, um, Disciplining his son with an with a with an old fashioned uh, a switch a switch yeah which uh, my grandpappy used to do as well he 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 would make us go out into the woods and take a switch 
uh, and we knew, you know, that, that what the switch was going to be for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to get the, uh, the lightest switch we could find, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to just like a big branch or something, mm-hmm. you know, a cudgel. Or, or we, like, a, like a reed, like maybe just a, you'd go get like a, a piece of tall grass or. Well, you or could try, reed. but believe me, Grandpappy would send you right back out. Um, so, you'd, you know, you'd try to find the balance of, well, will this be acceptable or won't it be acceptable? And uh, so we'd get the lightest one we could find. He'd make us, uh, you know, strip down and bend over and he would take that switch and just go to town mm-hmm. on our buttocks and our thighs, like you said, uh, sometimes our genitals. Um, and then he had, he had a homemade salve when he, when he felt like he'd done enough and he would just take that salve and, and, and ease the pain. He would rub mm-hmm. it on our buttocks <laughs> and thighs and genitals and, 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 uh, boy, that felt good because after, you know, it would burn that switch mm. would just burn. Mm-hmm. And, and the joke was on us because as it turns out, mm-hmm. the, the lighter switch is actually more painful than the heavier switch. Ah, interesting. Which we didn't figure out until we were probably 18, 19, you know, right. and, he was, and he was doing it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting. Well, that's too bad. I mean, I, I, I never knew this about your grandpappy and, um, and hearing it now, uh, I can only imagine that must've been really difficult. It was difficult, but I, you know, it made me the man I am today. I mean, uh, did I resent it at the time? Of course I did. Am I grateful for it? I can't say that, but I definitely, uh, I definitely walked the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like I'm not like some of these celebrities who, you know, you see in the police blotter getting pulled over for doing dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Snowfall in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. 60, uh, almost, they got almost six feet up in uh, Lackawanna County. Yeah. And uh, this is the biggest snowfall they've had since the great blizzard of 1977. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, you know, Everyone's talking about it. It's all everyone's talking about because the snow just keeps falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. And I can only imagine that at first um, it's kind of exciting. You get to, you know, have a snow day. The kids don't have to go to school. Uh, You know, snow is fun. Go outside, make a snowman, have a snowball fight. Um, But after the snow keeps falling, you start to wonder uh, when's this going to stop? Because at some point I'm going to have to go up there and shovel shovel my car out or uh well just to get just to get uh from your house to the curb that's right you know could be an ordeal that's right Uh, i mean people are actually they're snowed in they can't open their front door well Um, i saw some i saw some stunning photographs of people who they show the the door open and they open the door and what do they have there they have a wall of snow in the shape of the door in the shape of the door no kidding that's because, amazing. Because the snow has accumulated so high and it's so dense that it actually presses into the front door, creates the shape of the door. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Yeah. If you were to take a handful of snow, imagine mm-hmm. in your mind's eye that you're picking up a whole handful of snow. How mm-hmm. many snowflakes would you predict are in that handful? Three, four hundred. Now, how many handfuls would you predict of snow are there in Lackawanna County and I'm mm-hmm. there's probably 15 other counties with mm-hmm. ag- as much snowfall so I'm talking square mileage and so uh, how many handfuls how many handfuls of snow in one square mile how many handfuls of snow um, probably three four thousand 
How many square miles do you think there are in the area of the storm? A million. So multiply then a million times three or 4,000 times five, get, five or 600. Wow. So you get a million. So times 3,000 is 3 million times, what did I say? Uh, six, 500. So times 500, you're talking about 15 million uh, snowflakes. Jeez, and that's how a big many, number. That's, that's right. That's a big number. That's right. 15 million snowflakes. And now here's the, here's the thing that's going to really blow your mind, Mike. Yeah. Not one of those 15 million snowflakes is identical to another. They are every single one of them is different. Well, un- unpack that for me for a second because I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that. I, now, obviously... I think I, I've heard the idea that no two snowflakes now, are alike. By the, way, I, by the way, if I'm going skiing, the last thing I want to do is unpack the snow. <laughs> I, I want that snow packed. <laughs> Good and packed. I want that snow packed. Well, but not too icy because you, you know, it no, gets icy. Not icy. And, and not then it gets, icy. Not icy. it gets slick and those no, conditions you want it, can no, be very you want dangerous. it to be powdery. You want, you want a firm base. Uh, you want a firm base more than anything. And you want a, you want a nice powder on top. You, well, you want it to be powdery. Yeah. 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 So I'm sorry, you were saying. Well, I've obviously heard this expression that no two snowflakes are the same, but I guess uh, I always thought that was a an old, wi- an old wives tale. huh? Yeah, I, I certainly never thought it was uh, reality. Oh, 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 it's very real. It's very real. Um, now, how do scientists know this? Do they is there somebody comparing the snowflakes? Um, no, but, but we know that, um, that there's, that snowflakes like, uh, fingerprints, um, no two fingerprints are the same Mm. and, uh, no two snowflakes are the same. They all form, all snowflakes form differently and there are subtle microscopic differences between every single individual snowflake. Hmm. I've seen some uh, photographs of, of snowflakes. You know, you, you get these uh, specialized photographers who specialize in snowflakes, and that's that's all they do in their careers is they they specialize uh, they photograph snowflakes. Interesting. And uh, some of them just are 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 gorgeous. And you go, you know, you you look at these these snowflakes, and you think to yourself, I could paint pictures for you know a hundred years, and I'd I'd never come up with something as as mm. gorgeous as Mother Nature does mm. in, in in the course of an afternoon. Isn't that true? Isn't that mm-hmm. so true? Well, you can't improve on nature. No, and that's why um, so much of the great works of art that we see are landscapes. Oh, yes. Um, Yes, landscapes. Landscapes. And uh, we have all so many of the great painters who take their brushes and their easels out into the backyard and they just look out at nature, at the trees and the lakes and the forests and the woods and they just render uh, to the best of their ability um, exactly what they see, because just as you said, Michael, um, what could be more beautiful than a tree with light dappling uh, through the tree, the leaves? Yes. And, you know, it, it calls to mind the expression. It's a it's a writerly expression, but I think it applies to uh, the painterly arts Onomanopia. as well. Onomanopia. 
Uh, well, no, I mean, yes, but 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 I I I was oh, thinking. What were you going to say? I was thinking of the expression "write what you of know." Of course, of course. And then I, I transfer that to the painterly arts, and I think paint, paint what, what you, know. you see. Well, yes, and then I thought to myself, um, but can we ever really know nature? Well, the mind, the eye plays tricks on us, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. The eye plays tricks on us. Well, I mean, look at something as uh, when we were talking about snow and snowfall and you, you look at a bank of snow and you think to yourself, what is this white uh, 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 mass that has yes, accumulated yes. here? It, it, yes. it, it, it looks like somebody uh, took a white blanket and just covered the earth with That's it. That's right. But when you, upon closer examination, you see that as as we've been discussing, each uh, each element of that blanket is actually an individual mm-hmm. snowflake. It's a metaphor for society, isn't it? I think it is. I think it is. We're all, Be- we, we're all snowflakes, aren't we? We're all. This is a society is made up of individuals, each one of us different, and yet and yet similar. Similar, yes. But yes. di- but 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 intrinsically different and unique. Mm. Um, I pity people uh, in the equatorial mm. territories yes. who, who never see snow. You know, yes. they they, they yes. may read about it in a book or see it in a film, but they never experience the snowfall for themselves. Mm. And, and I I think mm-hmm. there's something they're missing, something mm-hmm. uniquely human that they're missing mm-hmm. because because ultimately snow is a human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, w- w- without us to uh, engage with it, you know, can can snow be said to fall at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a question for the philosophers, I suppose. And mm-hmm. not not uh, I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that, although I have some ideas about it. Um, maybe, we- maybe some of the study groups can take that one. Yes, uh, with with them as they uh, as they travel down that snowy road this week. Yes, well, I think we. Uh, I don't know if we quite got to eighty percent, but I think we got close. <laughs> we did um, get close as we uh, as we as we wrap up today. Um, I wanted to uh, read uh, a selection uh, by one of America's most cherished poems. It's Robert Frost's. Well, is there a better uh, named poet for this episode than Robert Frost? Robert Frost's poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy (laughs) Evening. Yes. And this one goes out to William DeVry and his study group out in Buffalo. Yes, I'm the glad Buffalo that, Williams. I'm glad that they've uh, that they're back uh, indoors and warm and uh, to Carly and her, I guess, no longer uh, boyfriend. I hope that those uh, cuts and bruises are healing. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My horse must think it queer to stop with a farmhouse near. And then it it goes on after that. Yeah. And such a, you know, not only a, a terrific poem, but just a, a, a wonderfully evocative reading. And, you know, obviously, you know, Frost was a man for his times. And so the kind of, you know, homophobic slur, I think, in there we can overlook. But the imagery is as fresh as ever. And the message is as fresh as ever. And uh, I want to thank you, Michael, for reading us that selection to close today's episode of Topics. Thank you. Hello, 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. Please help us get the word out about the show by writing us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you'd like to write to us a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom. Com. The Wolf Dead.